Yo, what's up, guys, and welcome to the Movie Newbie Podcast. I'm your host, Jabril Sahemi, the newbie, and I'm joined by... Rafael Luca, actor, clown, thespian, and a pure cinephile. Oliver Mangum, writer, producer, and fellow film lover. So yeah, enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, and welcome back to the Movie Newbie. How you guys doing? What's up? We got someone back. We got someone. I love when people come back. It's like they like us or something. Yeah. Yeah. So we we're back. The usual guys, Ollie and Raf, are here and joined again. Coming back from Titanic, you know, we're gonna re-raise yeah. that ship and go. No, actually, no. We because we sunk down and we yeah. got to see the squid and the whale down under the sea. Whoa! You know, and she's back. Yeah. Damn. That well done. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I like thought about it like halfway through, and I was like, Ooh, wait, rewind, <laughs> rewind, rewind. But yo, what's up? Welcome back, Naringa. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me back, and for yeah. a great movie as well. Yeah, the, well, that yeah. wasn't my choice. It was it was <laughs> man like Ollie. <laughs> well, I was gonna say the yeah, Titan- yeah, you- Titanic was actually, I think, one of our most popular and downloaded episodes uh, in our show's history, See? which so, I think we can guys, all attribute to Naringa. You guys yeah, didn't want to do it. That. Yeah. Let me. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna do a fact check right now. Let's see. And they and and there was a refusal. I think we wanted to do terminator 2 and then i was like you know what guys let's do titanic although terminator 2 i'm sure would have been successful but titanic come on and and naringa titanic boom it's just of like course. the two pillars the two pillars that that garnered our most one of our most successful episodes yeah yeah boom yeah i wonder what our most successful episode is actually i should probably look at the charts um, at some point but Ooh, we're so not. We got, to, let's yeah. not go in vain. Let's not, not talk about our. Let's not stroke our egos just yet, guys. <laughs> I've got the numbers. I'm actually right really here. curious. Oh, Sorry, can we can yeah. we settle this now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. want to settle this now? Okay. All right. All right. So, um, Heads are actually, bigger. there's a tie for second place. Oh shit. Um, this is and intense. that is. Oh no, that's third. Wow. Oh shit. We've got, we've got a lot of really. Oh my god, ones. you're like revealing nothing, and I'm just like. <laughs> okay, so. Our first bonus episode was really popular. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, our first episode was really popular. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Midsommar was popular. Hey, Midsommar, your um, th- your least favorite episode. Jeremy. Yeah, I think is that's why it was so popular. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, ah! <laughs> um, what the hell? Where did it go? That's amazing. Maybe people. But just... Yeah, it, Titanic was fifty-one. Oh, nice. Wait, so. Nice. Uh, do no, i have I this correct that. we've just gone downhill since the beginning <laughs> you said our, our, our most popular episodes <laughs> no, were no. episode one uh, episode five and like episode was, six uh no 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 female gaze female gaze oh uh, yeah portrait portrait of a lady, of a lady on, fire. on fire oh and then uh, a good one. uh the the godfather with almost 100 still wow yeah i feel like people like maybe they just listened to the first episode and they were like ah what a bunch of whack <laughs> and then that's it that's why it's the first it's the pop is the most popular they're just like you know what let me li- let me listen to the first episode yeah. these guys don't know anything yeah. well, let's right, get but, to the episode yeah let's do it let's yeah, continue yeah. Shall we? In the past, yeah so um yeah so this is uh the i believe it's the third and final film in my chosen theme of fucked up families or f star family up families uh for our you know for our clean edition and yeah this is the squid and the whale we already mentioned at the top of this recording it is a 2005 independent film from america written and directed by the one and only noah baumbach and produced fun fact by wes anderson 
It stars Jeff Daniels, Laura Linney, Jesse Eisenberg. This was before he became uber, uber famous. And uh, yeah, it's a wonderful, heart-wrenching, toxic, dark, funny, sad, little dark comedy about a family in a period of crisis. It's about um, mm. uh, two parents who decide to divorce uh, in the, I think it's like the mid 80s, right? In New York City. And I think so, yeah. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and the whole story sort of follows the fallout with their two young boys, the older teenager played by Jesse Eisenberg and the younger teenager played by, or younger boy played by Owen Klein. And yeah, so I picked this film because, you know, for the longest time, it was one of my favorite films. And I know I think I've probably said that about a few different titles on this podcast, but I watched this film when I was maybe 13 or 14 years old and I became obsessed with it. Like I just kept rewatching it. Um, and mm. it, I, I consider it to be a big influence on where my tastes ended up going as a movie lover. I think Raf can attest to all of this. I mean, he was actually present during this time in my life. And I think I would go on a lot about this movie, wouldn't I, Raf? Yes, 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 absolutely. Uh, and, you know, for a very good reason, it's a wonderful, like you said, gut-wrenching, honest, truthful depiction of um, separation, of the realities of separation. And like you said, you, you, you it really painted your cinematic path, um, especially with Noah Baumbach and similar um, artists, writers, directors, uh, and similar films uh, of the same kind of vein. Um, and for me, this was definitely the introduction to Noel Baumbach and the reason I fell in love with, with this writer, director, and, and he went on to, to make my, one of my favorite films, Francis Ha. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, um, it, it, it has one of my favorite child performances and one of my favorite lines, Owen Klein, fun fact, anecdote here mm -hmm. um i wrote a fan letter to owen klein when i first watched this film really um because i was Aww. so inspired yeah yeah <laughs> i i don't know how i found him to this day because i can't like i went to basically i went to stalk him again uh and none of the information was there i think what i must have done i was young i think i was you know this was wait got it was released 2003 I must have been 2005. You know, no, 2005. Sorry. Um, yes, yeah, so I was young. Uh, but I think what I did uh, is I went and got the agent's email, or I went to find oh the agency goodness. and then um, emailed or like just wrote something um, about my adoration and my and how he inspired me and just how fantastic I thought it was. And I was like, I want to be the him. I want to be this character. And he also has my favorite line, suck my dick, ass man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was truly, truly an inspirational film. And it's so rewatchable, like you said again. And I think because it's relatable, it's it resonates, uh, especially to, to, to a lot of the tendencies that I had growing up with my parents kind of almost suffering through the same thing almost going through uh through some sort of separation they didn't um but there was still yeah percolations and i could definitely see um how marriage is a tough gig yeah no no i mean i um, I, I agree with everything you said there um but yeah no anyway i'll just you know to bring it to the to, to where we are now um i was really excited to talk about this film on the podcast and so i was trying to come up with any opportunity to bring this film in and fucked up families seem like a perfect opportunity because i mean how else would you describe this family they are um they're a mess really yeah. they don't know how to communicate with one yeah. another properly i mean 
And I think it's a fascinating portrayal of the toxic effects that divorce can have on on young children. And um, mm. yeah, so I'll just say, obviously, I'm a fan of this film. That was already known going in. But I want to know what, what? Uh, each of you guys thought about the film. I know we got a little bit of from, from Raph there, but uh, how about our guest, Naringa? Why don't you tell us what you thought? Um, yeah, so I've seen this film once before and I really enjoyed it. And the second time I watched it for the podcast, I think I even got a bit of a, I don't know, I looked at it in a very different way because I come from a broken family. Mm. I come from a divorced family. So it hits home very well, although the circumstances of the divorce were different. But there's definitely many ways in which I can relate to my experience from the separation of my parents. Mm. And I also think that this movie fits very well in the fucked up family theme because it's very fucked up in a very human kind of way. Mm. There is no sort of, you know, like almost child trafficking or some, you know, 40 year old <laughs> men who live at home. It's yeah. very, it's very real and it's very, you know, it's ordinary and you can relate to it in a very, you know, real way. Mm. So yeah, I, I think this film is beautiful. And I also think one of the best things about it is the, the portrayal of adolescence in it and how you mm. deal with divorce and also your parents and how like you might have your parents on a pedestal before the, mm. you realize that they're just human. Yeah. So I think this movie deals with those types of themes very well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, um, beautiful. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And we'll dig into that. But yeah, Jabril, any, any initial thoughts um, for you? Is this the first time you've watched this uh, film? No. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't, don't you, give me your... you assume that? Yeah, don't give me your adolescent <laughs> fucking teenage angst over here. <laughs> um, yeah, it was my first time watching this movie, and um, I, I, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. I don't know if I could say I enjoyed it, but, like, it was a pleasant experience. Let's put it that way. I don't know. Um, I, like, it's, it's not necessarily the story that I would go for all the time. But, like, it was something that you could see, like, it was, like, perfectly written. Like, thank you for the short-ass movie, like, Gang Gang, short-ass movie, because, like, <laughs> I really liked it. Um, it was, like, perfectly paced. Like, it, it I, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, because it was so perfectly acted and, like, the performances were just so, like, it, I, don't, I don't know. Like, my notes is literally this emoji. And it says just right, you know, it was like just right. Everyone that like did their thing. And um, I really liked that. And I liked the funny aspects of the movie. But there were some sections of like the thing, the the film where I kind of like zoned out. And I realized I zoned out and I had to like rewind and go back and watch the movie. Um, and yeah, it was because uh, I had watched it like in the daytime right before we were supposed to record. But then we didn't record. Mm, yeah. And then, yeah. 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 Uh, so uh yeah it was just um i don't know it, it was it was yeah I, I i wouldn't agree that i would watch it again like i wouldn't say it's a rewatchable show just mm. a rewatchable movie for simply because i didn't yeah it's didn't not connect the story that i go for as much. Yeah. yeah but like what i really there was something about it that made me go into like english higher level mode <laughs> and i kind of like started to analyze this movie a lot more than i would analyze anything else just because of like 
I guess maybe because like the dude was a writer and the kid wanted to be his dad and then the mom like became a better writer. There was this whole like English literature kind of thing that came about. So then I was like, ooh, cool. They mentioned a lot of Kafka and metamorphosis and that was something that I studied in in higher level English. I don't know, Ollie, if you did it as well. Uh, not uh, not we, Kafka we had to specifically. Do uh, no, I, no, I never studied the metamorphosis. Um, right. I didn't read that until I was older. Um, but yeah. Right. Oli, Oli has never read Oli's illiterate. <laughs> yeah. we, we won't talk about it. Um, well, I mean, like I had to study it in, in higher level English. And I like the connection with the squid and the whale mm. and like the connections between the characters. Uh, something that it reminded me of was from Once Were Warriors and how I wasn't really into the movie because there weren't that many connections. Ah. You know, like there weren't like, like one of my, one of the things I was like, these, all the characters are kind of like, just going mad and it's just like violence while mm. like in this movie there were like it there was a reason why things were going the way they were the connections mm. between the the brothers the the kids and their parents um mm. the uh walt and um frank frank uh Pecan's frank? Car- lily lily oh. walt and lily uh, oh, you I mean lily his... uh, um anna Pecan's character anna Pe- uh, yeah anna paquin yeah, yeah. paquin um, Anna Paquin. <laughs> She's like a French actress suddenly. Yeah. Anna Paquin. <laughs> that um, sounds like a really nice pastry, actually. Can I right? have one Anna Paquin? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like the connections between the characters, and like I, yeah. I just really, I thought that that was there was a rationale, you know, yeah. and that's. Yeah what yeah so i don't know i'm maybe i'm speaking too much for initial thoughts but i have like i really went deep into my analysis and maybe we can talk about a little bit more you've come a long way i'm very proud yeah so um i guess maybe somewhere (laughs) a good place to start would be with something that uh you mentioned in your initial thoughts you said that this you felt like you could relate to this in a way because um being someone who is a child of divorce and also you mentioned something that was interesting. You said it's very fucked up family, but in a very humane way, and I guess, or a very human way, rather. And I was wondering if, you know, you have any examples or uh, further thoughts on that? Um, yeah, sure. Well, I think it's, you know, the the relationship between the parents and the the contest that they have between them, or I guess the father, you know, it's like a very familiar dynamic of the father who's the breadwinner or someone who's like really successful and then the mother um joan she becomes a successful writer as well but but uh bernard he doesn't really like that and it's it becomes like the power shift and the power you know within the relationship relationship changes and there's also a lot of infidelity from the mother's side you know that makes it like things like this happen in a lot of marriages in a lot of families and it's I think that's something that a lot of the people can can relate to. And um yeah. any other thoughts? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's already pers it's very it's, yeah, it's, I mean, personal, it's personal. So it's yeah. like, you know And also I guess the yeah. the way um the father or Bernard I should say, he he kind of um villainizes the mother in front of the children's eyes, which mm. the mother doesn't do still kind of defends him she still wants them to spend time with him he's the one who tells the kids about the infidelity and he kind of brings down the image of the mother in their eyes and walt already has like this hyper in my opinion he has like a very hyper fixation on his dad 
because he mentions yeah. the books that he mentions without knowing anything yeah. about them. He wants, I guess, his father for him is like a um, a hero basically, and then mm. the mother is the one who gets all of the blame for the divorce, even though maybe that's mm. not the way that it is. And you need to dig deeper to actually understand, like nothing is just so simple. Yeah, but, black and white. Yeah, so I think like yeah. again, yeah. like Walt's hatred for his mother is very real. Because I remember, like when my parents separated, like my dad was the one who wasn't maybe great in the relationship, but in the beginning, I was blaming my mother for the separation without knowing anything or understanding. And then you grow up, and only later you realize that. You know, the divorce has very little to do with you, yet you are very, it becomes the center of your life. And it mm. is all about you when it actually isn't. And I think the way that Walt was processing it, it was, it showed that in a very uh, authentic way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Thank you Absolutely. for sharing. What I have to say to, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. yeah. And down with the patriarchy. No, um, <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, because I had a we so when I said that we almost went through the same thing is because my father was had become um, or had some sort of infidelity to my, towards my mother. And, you know, I won't elaborate on the story um, because not only is it a long one, but it's a very personal one. Um, and I don't know if I want to put it out there yet. But um, I did side immediately with my dad, especially as a boy, as a as a young lad. I I looked up to him as like my hero, so I could very much relate to to Walt, um, to Jesse Eisenberg's character, especially as a boy. Yeah, you tend to idolize your father uh, a lot, and um, you know you do what he does, you say what he says. You're almost a mirror image, and then you kind of look alike, so it, it seems that you're going, you know, in a similar trajectory. Um, so when that happened, yeah, I would, I would, I would side with my father. Um, and then only, like you said, later on when I, you know, did some heavy maturing and growth, uh, found out that actually, you know, my mom was the one who was, who was in this painful experience, who was actually being hurt, who wasn't, you know, who was, who she was the devoted one, the, the, the one who was, um, yeah, who didn't, you know, sort of, I guess, break any rules, but your marriage is complex. Marriage is layered. And as kids, we think that we're uh, at the center of our parents' uh, relationship, but there's so much we don't know. Like there's a whole fucking backstory to their lives that we have mm -hmm. no idea about, especially growing up. You only hear those stories when they're ready to tell you when you're really old enough to have these exchanges that I, I only got to know, like my, the personal side of my father, as I was, you know, 19 or 20 or 21. And even then there's still so much to uncover. Same as my mom, <clears throat> like, you know, there's so much to, <clears throat> to unearth when it comes to their, to like these intimate relationships as kids, you think, oh, okay, like this is what it is. It's so simple. It's so black and white, but yeah, this film really um, reveals all the complexities of, of a relationship. Yeah. And Frank, man, fucking man, I love Frank. <clears throat> I love Frank because he decides to like despise he like I love the <laughs> fact that he chooses like he sides with his mom, you know, like sees what the dad's doing. Or like, like he, he the way know, he, he has almost like a cat energy. The way the way he also like knows how to push his dad's buttons. Like even though his dad is like, you know, yeah, a man in yeah. his forties or fifties and this is like a twelve year old kid. He knows exactly what's going to set him on edge, and he uses that against him. Like how he, um, when his dad it keeps pushing him to talk about what he's interested in, because he's trying to, you know, he wants to mold him to be some sort of intellectual, as he puts it. 
and then he ex- describes what a philistine yeah. is and then the kid's just like no i'm a philistine and he just knows it pisses him <laughs> off so much and then with those ping pong games yeah. they have that's what i i love about like the, the dynamic as well because even though you have frank siding with his mom and walt siding with his dad you see how walt clearly has some of the personality traits of his mom and frank mm. and frank clearly has some of the personality traits of his dad like they're both really yeah. competitive as you can see in those stubborn those tennis table matches yeah yeah <clears throat> no absolutely and i love i love frank's t- frank's um like slight debauched behavior how he ends up just <laughs> drinking and <laughs> and like look and like having this like almost existential crisis <laughs> like as a as a as a 10 year old or like 13 year old kid oh man that's why i'm like frank you're my idol this is exactly how i would go through my emotions. i mean you're kind of you're kind of like, like missing out the the, the the most extreme acting out which is that he jerks off and spreads yeah. his semen around his school. yes <laughs> it's not just drinking <laughs> yeah 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 it's a I lot mean, that like that's why like i was gonna say i agree with um uh, naringo when you were talking about like the power play between like the men and the women in this or like the strong and the weak but i also saw it as um just kind of like conflicts between characters and and within their like internal characters mm-hmm. like you said like frank it's frank versus himself like all those moments where he's looking in the mirror and he's like doing weird stuff <laughs> like it's like what's going on here but like what are these questions that he's asking you know is it his place in the world you know mm-hmm. it's like oh shit like uh i got left behind by by dad and by mom you know like i couldn't go to mom's house like where do i go like is he important in this family like you can go the whole Kafka thing where like um, I, I love mom and I love dad and or whatever. And then there's also the, the, the moments between Walt and his girlfriends or the girl characters that he's trying to pursue. Mm. And like he's just showing basically that uh, he's better than them. You see it with the tennis match between the big boys, the men versus the women and the children. Another uh, connection to Titanic. Let's just put that there. But yeah. <laughs> mm. um, kind of like that um and yeah you just see this like mini me kind of complex with Mm -hmm. walt and his dad and then towards the end this is where like i started getting into like the symbolism and like my little english literature hat and like basically toward the end you see the change in um and walt and kind of like the metamorphosis and that connection to kafka and how he changes and sees where like his mom is coming from and like kind of where like where he went wrong and the, his perceptions went wrong. And that moment where he sees the squid and the whale and kind of <clears> that <throat> conflict happening, like this, like literally the symbolism of that. And it's like basically a whale and a squid enveloping each other. Mm. And that could symbolize also like the conflicts within the movie, you know, Frank and himself, like who's going to win that battle? The mom versus the dad, the like Walt and his girlfriends, mm. or even just like, the, yeah the, all the conflicts within the movie mm-hmm. and it's really interesting to see that so mm, absolutely i don't know is it the change in the monster within the the characters or is it just like the overall um journey that walt goes through because i think he's basically the cent the center point of this movie that ties everything together and that culmination point where he like plays in front of everyone and that's kind of like the point where i don't know 
changes it all unravels. and stuff. I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Because this is kind of like an, an idea or like a question that I'm asking rather than something <laughs> like I'm stating. Would, like, what, what do you guys I think? I would say quickly, very interesting um, compare or like very interesting point that you made about metamorphosis, but also the squid and the whale. And in the scene before Walt goes to to the exhibition, he's talking to a counselor or, or someone and he describes that moment when he went to see the squid and the whale. And he was talking about going there with his mom. And then the, the counselor says, oh, where was your dad? And he's like, oh, I, I don't remember. It was before. And then when he goes into the museum, and so maybe like that kind of represents the shift of who the squid and the whale are in his mind, mm. in terms of his parents. Because maybe he yeah, was thinking absolutely. that the dad is the, the dad is the, you know, but then it's the mother. So that's mm-hmm. my two cents. Yeah, and you can even see the process like within his, like the way he expressed that in his performance. Um, like I thought that was really beautiful and intricate the way he was like super sure. And then you see him slowly like become more like confused. And then he's like, oh snap. Like it's something that's very, I, I, I don't know, Raph, maybe you can talk about it. Like, to show that kind of intricacy and changing like your mindset while acting like uh, maybe you can talk more upon that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think for me, mm-hmm. it's a brilliant piece of writing. So it's a brilliant monologue uh, and that helps an actor tremendously to know that you have this beautiful piece right in front of you. It almost takes a lot of the work out because it's all in the language. It's all in the text. It's kind of like what Shakespeare does, right? It's suddenly like you don't have to do anything but just look at what's in front of you. Um, I think Jesse Eisenberg beautifully um, dichotomizes each beat and each each play. Um, so you really see the transition. Um, and yeah, it's just a powerful monologue. And it's an actor who, who knows exactly how to how to play with beats and shifts. Um, and it's yeah, it's 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 that's towards the conclusion of the film as well. So it's it's a nice little uh, bow to to this um, to this present, I guess. Um, and I I love I love um, I love writing like that where it's so just it's so honest, so truthful, and then it's said honestly and it's said truthfully. It's in the moment. Um, there isn't any push. There isn't any. Um, it's just, it's just there. It's with you and you are, you're just watching yeah. another human being share a story. Um, it's as simple yeah. as that, you know? Um, and I think Noah Baumbach not only writes beautifully in that way, but he gets performers to perform beautifully in that way. So you get Jesse Eisenberg, you get Jeff Daniels, you get, um, Owen Klein and Laura, um, Laura Leaney, like this film wouldn't have the pages of Noam Baumbach's writing wouldn't have come to life without this formidable cast, I think, um, to present it in, in such a I, way. I, I, was, I, was, I was sensing that we might segue into performances there, which is good because I think the acting in this film is top notch. But there was another point. You, I just wanted to pick up on something you said about honesty. And I think a lot of critics of, of this film and, and Noah Baumbach's other work, or like it, definitely his earlier work, uh, say that the film's just a bit they're a bit too mean spirited um, because certainly it's true that a lot of people say really mean things to one another in, in this film. But what I like about this kind of writing is that um, even if it's mean spirited, you know, it's honest. And the flip side of his, of that is that you also have people really speaking truthfully about their experience in addition to just 
saying unforgivable things to one another. And so for every like cutting remark you get from one of the parents, you have a scene like that with Jesse Eisenberg's character where he's just kind of bearing his soul in a way that's um, saying the things you usually don't say. Like, for example, that he he felt like he could have, you know, he felt comfortable stealing and appropriating that piece of music and passing it off as his own because he felt like it spoke to him so strongly. He felt like it could have come from him, which I found to be incredibly <laughs> relatable as a teenager because, you know, I mean, this is probably another conversation, but, um, you know, when you're you're young and you art makes you feel so much but you're not an artist yet so you don't have the tools to be able to make something like that yourself i mean you might sit down and try and strum a few chords but you're like this is shit this is not pink floyd (laughs) so why don't i just pretend (laughs) i am pink floyd you know um so it's so much easier that's my one pet peeve oh okay about this movie (laughs) that's my one pet peeve like i was like Fuck! No one knows Pink Floyd. Yeah, it, like, it is. is what it is in like the mid '80s, I know. and like I was like, "Come on!" Like the writing is near perfect, except for this. And like, in my opinion, it has to be like intentional. But was it? It has to be. It wasn't a very popular. It was like it wasn't a very popular song. It's from the, the Wall like as the well. It's band. it's yeah. It's like from one of the biggest yeah. rock records of all time. I, I agree. Okay. I think I think Fair enough. I think Fair apparently like, Noah it's... Baumbach said he did do that when he was a teenager because I think the character of Walt is apparently uh... based on his experience. See, so most it was intentional. That's, no, that's I... what I also wanted. <laughs> well, another fun fact. Sorry, he w- originally that he wanted to do Behind Blue Eyes, but he couldn't get the rights for that, so he oh, did really? Hey You instead. And Behind Blue Eyes okay. is an even more popular song, arguably. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. For sure. Yeah, so that's one of my only pet peeves, and I was like, "Come on, come on!" Yeah, yeah, literally. I'm like, "Come on!" But I guess it's it was intentional. Okay, does any so, yeah. does anyone know? Um, so you said, Ollie, that this because it's so truthful and honest. Um, does it derive from no? Because I know Noah Noah Bombag, you know, draws from experience, from personal experience, a lot in his writing and in his directing. Um, Marriage Story being a fine example, mm. a recent example, I'll say. Uh, but is this, does this, um, and if anyone knows this, you know, uh, speak or forever hold your tongue. Um, if this was an experience that he had as a kid yeah. or was this an experience he was having as an adult, the divorce? No, which... he, his, his parent, he grew up in Brooklyn. He was the same age as these kids in the eighties and his dad was mm-hmm. a novelist and his mom was, well, his, you know, wow. and, and his go. parents broke up. Yeah. They got divorced when he was a teenager and. Mm. I think he I think in interviews he's like downplayed the exact you know whether or not these characters are identical to the to to his family members because I think because mm. some of them are such unflattering portrayals he probably like I don't know if his dad would would have still been alive but I don't think his dad would have probably felt great about being you know compared to this Jeff yeah. Daniels character but yeah it's I think it's pretty safe to assume this is like a semi autobiographical story mm. yeah yeah no, good, good. Um, but we were talking about performance. Yes, yes. Um, oh, so I mean, yeah, I, was, I mean, I they're great. It's really I don't well know acted. where we're going. Before. I mean, they're, they're, they're it's all just great. good. <laughs> they were good. It's very Pretty nice. Good. It's very nice acting. <laughs> yeah. 
um, um yeah i mean we could we probably we probably shouldn't move to questions just yet um because we'll talk about performances anyways yeah um but there was um for me a a really nice moment where each character maybe maybe not jeff daniel's character uh maybe not the father uh bernard but each character almost had a revelation or an identity revelation i'll say Uh, i know walt certainly does um and i think frank uh has an acceptance basically each character starts to accept and starts to detach themselves from their corruption or from from the kind of the poisonous um, envy that they have, like Walt with Bernard, um, how Walt doesn't see. And it was kind of, it was almost, it was very sad because as much as it was corrupting his own identity and his relationship with his father, it was so, it was like a sadness to to their detachment because then you know that the mm-hmm. father has an uphill battle to, to really um, include the family um, in his life again after he's really push them to to their to their limits it kind of reminded me of like a reverse shoplifters like at the end of shoplifters yeah at the end of shoplifters <laughs> shoplifters um, um, yeah it, it was like the reverse version of that in a way yeah absolutely absolutely it wasn't about yeah, yeah i don't know for sure um so yeah there was there was those moments where i don't know the accept- acceptance was a was a was a big big word for me um each character kind of endowing their own truth and their own um, path. But it wasn't like um, a, it was, realized. it wasn't like a neat resolution though, was it? No, 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 um, absolutely not. No, it's still, I don't, it's, I, I, I don't think there was any healing really. There was, there wasn't much healing. I mean, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. In not from the father. Yeah. Not from the father. I would right? say he was the one person who, I don't know. I felt like he changed the least because yeah. even when he was in the hospital, yeah. like he was still very selfish with his kids. Yeah. Whenever it was yeah. like, oh, I want to see, you, I want to do this, he wasn't asking them how they would like things to be mm-hmm. done. It was based on his terms. Mm-hmm. I'm having you this time, mm-hmm. and like, oh, I'm in a hospital. I'm hurt. I need you. You need to be there for me. Yeah. It wasn't. It was always like yeah. a very selfish thing for him yeah. and his kids. And I feel like yeah. it was like a doubling down on his like because he was ashamed, I guess, of himself. I don't know if, if you guys agree. I mean, yeah, there's deep, there's deep. Like he's going back it more into like his mm. insecurity as well. I yeah, guess. insecurity. I'm not yeah. being a good writer because yeah. his book was not being picked up, and yet um, Jones was. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Deep, deep I think yeah, deeply. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can. Yeah, yeah. We're on the same wavelength, you and I today. Deeply, <laughs> deeply, <laughs> deeply, guys. Just deep, deep, man. Just yeah. so deep. Like my notes here says dad is self-centered ass yeah but loves beautiful moments basically as as frank yeah. says he, dad can suck my dick ass man yeah so like i think before we do get to questions i mean we've been talking a lot about the themes and about the intricate portrayals in this film but i also think there's a reason why i liked it so much because i think it's really funny too yes like maybe Hilarious. it's not laugh out loud step brothers funny but there are some like really really funny moments like i just i think it's you know the hit this toxic sense of humor is very appealing to me yeah Um, absolutely absolutely i think there's a there's a um nihilistic wit almost or maybe not nihilistic but like a what's the word i guess there is a wit to it but i don't know what the word comes before it's like almost a a painful wit or um or an honest wit i guess um where 
Well, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like it re- remember in in Step Brothers episode when I talked about um like those like when they fought and like he acted like yeah. he was dead. It it kind of came up in this one when they were having that little fight and Frank was like, "Ow, ow you're 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 really hurting me." And then and then uh, Walt was like, "Oh, sorry," and he like gets up and leaves. And it was kind of like a play on that, but it was made more yeah. intricate, and it was still funny. And I I like that. It wasn't like funny like you said, laugh out loud, but it was like. You know, like yeah. smile. Like I remember doing. Like that. I love how yeah. even even really um like sad scenes are punctured by that. Those true to life moments of humor, like when the parents are sitting down, uh, Walt and Frank to announce that they're getting divorced or that they're separating, and while they're waiting for the mom, then she comes out of the bathroom, and I think like Walt's like, yes. oh geez, mom, because she she clearly just you know done a yeah. number two, and she's like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it is, and I think I think um, some of the, some of the comedy comes from um, oh Baldwin, the Baldwin brother as well. Like I feel like I I laughed yeah. a lot with this character, hey, brother. brother. All right, there, brother. Um, so there is there is definitely it's a, it is a funny film. I would I would I would put it in the in the genre of comedy. You know, kind of a dra- a dramedy. Um, it's Loki funny. Dramedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's- the comedy isn't central for the movie, but it has no. like moments that again you said it's not mm. laugh out loud, but it's entertaining, mm. and it kind of you know mm-hmm. I one of the parts I loved was when um, Walt was talking about uh, Kafka's book and he called it Kafkaesque, mm. <laughs> and I thought yeah. that was such a yeah. funny way of like a teenager who doesn't know you know what they're talking about, yeah, just yeah, words <laughs> out there, and then the girl that he was seeing, she's like, oh. Yeah, it would be Kafka's because it's written by Kafka. By Kafka. <laughs> yeah, or just like how oh, he yeah. even how he how he that takes so a lot cool. of um, expressions from his dad. Like he's just mimicking him, even though he doesn't know mm-hmm. really what he's actually saying. So when he calls it, he calls it like the fillet of the neighborhood, <laughs> or like the fillet of the genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote regurgitating his dad yeah. <laughs> on on my notes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. But I guess shall we move into performances then? Or, well, questions. Shall but we, we usually start with scenes, don't we? The questions. Oh yeah, sorry. We oh, saying oh, just like a broader oh. challenge on the acting. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, I, I, before <laughs> we move on, I want to say one more quote from Frank. Fuck okay. that cock shit. Okay. <laughs> like what? Those like everything that's put together is fuck that cock shit. Suck my dick, ass man. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a like just learn yeah, how just to learn swear. how to swear yeah. just putting all the worst swear words together uh fuck that cock shit man <laughs> uh, amazing right on to yeah. uh, swing us onwards sails onwards to questions ollie okay so as usual we're going to start with favorite scene uh i'm going to hand it over to our lovely guest naringa Alrighty. Well, I'll do two. I want to do one scene because I want to drop a name and that's it. Mm. <laughs> so the scene is when uh, Frank and the father are talking about um, tennis and who the best tennis player is or who Frank likes. Mm. And Frank mentions that he loves Vitas Garaitis, who is a Lithua- American Lithuanian uh, tennis player. And because I'm Lithuanian, whenever there's a mention of my country i always uh, <laughs> love it and i always have yes. to make sure that people know it so uh here you go that's why 
I'm mentioning the scene. Yes. Shout out Lithuanian tennis. Yeah. And then for the favorite scene of, you know, being serious, I think it would, I'd say the, one of the last scenes with Walt and Bernard in the hospital, because Mm, I think that was, that was the shift after the, him going back to the museum or after the counselor and it's when the father again is in the hospital bed and he's saying oh i want you, you know you need to take care of me because no i'm ill and he puts out his hand to walt and he he steps back and he doesn't take it and i think that's that's the realization that his father is flawed and he's he's i think he's started to remove him from the pedestal that he had him on and that's why i yeah. really like that scene mm, that's a beautiful scene yeah. Also, some like understated it, it comedy really... in that scene too. Like, yeah, uh, just like absolutely. when, like, when Walt starts crying and he's just like, "Stop being difficult," because <laughs> he doesn't know how to, how to actually, he doesn't know how to how to deal with someone with his kid breaking down in front of him. He doesn't yeah. know how to talk to him in a. He's like, you used to be emotional. Yeah, he says you were a very emotional yeah. child, and, kid, and yeah. Walt's reaction is just like, yeah. "Why the fuck are you saying that right now?" Yeah. What are you talking about? What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. 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 Um, Intellectuals who bottle everything and don't know yeah. how to express their emotions. Should, yeah, should I go? Please. Uh, yeah, yeah, please, Jabril. <laughs> I don't know. There was like, I don't know if there's like a lag or something, but I feel like there's super long pauses. Mm. I could um, be in the past. But I yeah. could be in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, my favorite scene is uh, the principal and the parents. Like, <laughs> talking about frank doing his stuff <laughs> around the school and then the dad is like um it's not confirmed that he did both times like they were like yeah, come on. yeah. <laughs> like it's pretty come i mean there could be more I than really one like child masturbating funny. and spreading their semen around the school office, yeah. but somehow i feel like it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, such brilliant. a good scene i really like that um, uh yeah, yeah okay raf um no no Great scenes. Um, me, I think I will have to go with the scene, um, the exchange between Joan and Bernard, uh, or Laura and Jeff. Um, this one, the scene the one when he, they're having um, this he, like, intimate chat like, uh, by the like, door. Are you calling me a bitch? And I think it really struck mm. a chord. Oh right. Um, it's, no, that's the that's when he's get that's when he goes into the ambulance. No, no, yeah, I think Ralph, yeah, you're talking what, about um, when they're having a a conversation. Yeah, on the when when doorstep, right by the doorsteps, and and Joan um, confesses that she's been talking to his father, uh, and how oh, she says right. that you know I always liked him, um, and then Bernard goes to say uh, that he called him right after saying like Bernie, I think you can save your marriage. Um, there's just something so uh, the emotional depth in there and the t- just brilliant performances by by them both. I would love to be in a scene like this. It's just so beautifully written and it flows yeah. beautifully. Um, and there's just such a deep sadness and sorrow and regret and maybe a couple that's still trying to linger. And, you know, I, I've been there with 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 a partner of mine and I've been there with, with, with I've I've had this kind of talk of like, you know, I did try everything and, you know, I didn't think there was anything else to do. And like the, the despair and this almost like the lingering like tension of can we still make this work if not for us, for our kids. And yeah, it just doesn't. He leaves and and she's yeah, she's um, Laura. Laura Lini is such a powerful actress. Um, 
and yeah, she just gives away and suddenly the tears go flowing and it's, yeah, it's very powerful scene. Very powerful scene. Yeah, no, I I love that scene. That was definitely, yeah, that was Mm. definitely in my, um, in my top contenders for this. Uh, but I ended up Mm. going with a scene that we've already talked about the, um, the scene with the therapist where Walt's, and I, I love that actor who plays the therapist. Um, I've got his name here, Ken Leung. Some people might know him mm. from uh, yes. Lost. Lost. He's in, yep. And uh, he's also in a, a great um, uh, show that came out recently called Industry. Um, but anyway, mm. I think, yeah, there's not really much else to add to what you guys said before. I think it's just a, an immaculately written scene. I think it gets into the heart of a pretentious teenager so well, which is something I can definitely relate to. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's it represents a turning point in the um, mm. in the movie. Very um, pivotal. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. Right. So moving onwards, favorite performance, um, Naringa. Will you please? Yes. Well, I think I'm gonna pick up the one that some of people would want to say, and it's gonna be Frank. Or hey, Team Frank. Team <laughs> yeah, Frank. I mean, Team Frank. He is great, and I think it's always amazing to see child actors especially just having so much depth and so mm. much acting that isn't necessarily acting acting or very like performative it's very mm. subtle yeah and also Definitely. um i mean i've looked up the actor afterwards and he actually hasn't done that much acting since no. but again he's a fellow type 1 diabetic so i was like oh i like oh. you even more now because nice. i relate to you in your life issues so yeah, um, yeah. that's my you should. Um, I highly recommend uh, you writing a fan letter, a fan mail. I should. Yeah. yeah. I should. I'll be like, yeah. how are your blood levels? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, I would love to. I'd love to see that unearth that fan letter, Raph. If you, if you, oh, if you have man, access to your it's... old email account or anything. <laughs> I mean, I could. I could go down that hole. I don't know what I'd find. Probably nothing good. Um, probably a short film I did as well when I was like when i was yeah. like 17 which um actually i am curious you know what maybe i will maybe i will go down uh yeah. memory lane um but i love I, if we dug it up and it was like written in in raf's blood and it was like really scary <laughs> yeah, i really <laughs> fucked up yeah. i want to be you i want to wear your skin <laughs> yeah it would have to be not in blood but in something else in theme yeah oh in theme yeah <laughs> You can only see it if you like have like a light, a special light. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, they put Raph on like some 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 like blacklist after that. Yeah. <laughs> Could never be an actor. Oh, yeah. Um, it's uh, funny. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna jump the wagon, uh, jump jump on that wagon quickly and say like, yeah, that's my favorite performance too. I mean, obviously, I wrote him a fan letter, um, so I was I was truly starstruck by by Owen Klein and yeah like you said very curious to see that he's done nothing um since you know he ended on a high and I totally respect that go Owen Klein well we we did a little digging and found out that he um doesn't he have like a film that he directed coming out this year or came out last year some some small indie film but I guess he wanted to be a a director because I saw him do um there's this YouTube series called Criterion Picks and it's a little bit like Amoeba's What's in My Bag, but it's where they get oh, like yes, famous I know that. Yeah. Um, like art house directors or actors to go into the Criterion uh, closet or um, library. Mm. 
in New York and they can just pick out movies from the shelf and take them home with them and they talk a little bit about them, which has always been like my dream. Like if I could just go into that oh, beautiful room that. and just take a bunch of movies home with me. But they have one with uh, Owen Klein when he's like this gawky older teenager with his voice dropped and everything and <laughs> you listen to him you're like oh this guy this guy actually really knows his 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 world cinema oh yeah so, um, movie buff fellow fellow yeah and buff. also son of uh kevin Clyde as well indeed indeed i did know that yeah i did know that oh yeah yeah wow 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 oh, i love this man <laughs> um <laughs> right <laughs> jabriel what who's your favorite performer uh i'm gonna go with yeah. jesse yeah I don't know. I, I like Jesse Eisenberg. I always liked him. Um, yeah. Even though it's like a set like character that he does for, for the most part, like there's just yeah, like the Jesse. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, what's the other dude from Arrested Development? Jason. Same era. Oh, Sarah. no, no. Jason Bateman. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Yeah. yeah. They were kind of like, you know, the quirky, like awkward kid. They always did the quirky, awkward kid movies and stuff. <laughs> Not that should be a that should be a genre on Netflix. <laughs> so I, I know. I, I just... The quirky, awkward kid movie. It's it. It should be a theme, you know. Adventureland. Charlie Bartlett. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah, stuff like that. But yeah, uh, I can't like. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg for me is a, yeah. is a G. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think that's the first and last time Jesse Eisenberg will be described as a G. But. Um, <laughs> I won't disagree. Um, all right, so he's my guy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, from for me, I was, I'm going to go with Jeff Daniels. I remember yes. as who played Bernard. I remember when I when I saw this film, it had such a profound effect on me that for the for a few years after that, when people would ask me who's your favorite actor in the world, I would say Jeff Daniels. And I think it's because he could do a role like this, <laughs> which you know is a, a certain kind of speed. And it's like brutally honest and almost painful to watch. And then you can also do Dumb and Dumber, you know, where yeah. he can be like the biggest insane class. Like that film, he doesn't he get like his ass stuck to a toilet seat or something? Yep, pretty much. And then, or no, no, he has like explosive diarrhea. He gets his tongue stuck to an ice, to a ski pole <laughs> or something. Anyway, the point is the man has layers. The man has range. Um, and yeah, he's, he's, he's brilliant in this film. And I, I, I love the, I mean, it's such a self-hating like painful character like you see that as, as as a white you know as a white young man you see that character you think that could be my future if i'm not careful <laughs> so um like hopefully it's not but anyway it's a it's a great performance the divorce dad um, trope yeah it could yeah oh definitely God, be a yeah. future yeah 100 percent uh, especially <laughs> if you pride yourself on how many books you've read which is like something i've definitely done in the past like this could this could be your future where like that's all you have because you have nothing else going for you in your life <laughs> um uh, anyway love it. Uh, got real there for a second um yeah, okay cool yeah, sure did. we love it um all right what's age the best naringa thanks for always putting me first <laughs> oh, of course um, he's a cutie <laughs> he's a cutie uh, so age the best I mean I think I've said this the last time I think that's always like a question that makes you like really think hard to like find something or you know the way to answer it but I think I found something that I am really yes. proud of that yes. I chose it. and I think what age the best or it's kind of a timeless um, portrayal of adolescence mm. and again I've talked mm. about this you know pretending uh, to know about things they don't know 
and mm. pretending to say things they don't know nothing about just to seem cooler, just to seem more individualistic. Because as a as a teenager, you really you're still developing a personality and you don't have things that are necessarily your own. So you're just like trying on these different kind of hats and you're, you know, trying to impress people. Mm. So I think that kind of portrayal of that aged really well and it's still, I think, really prevalent. And yeah. Mm. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah very good. Answer. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. You can definitely see it in the film. Um yeah, wow. Um I will um have to say Noah Baumbach's writing, and I think his writing gets better and better and better as he evolves as both a writer and a director. And the fact that this is kind of some of his earlier works um just shows a lot that he's drawing from personal stories from 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 his personal life and i love that i love when you can share something so deep and personal that has that you've experienced and you're showing it to the world without you know without over sentiment sentiment um without being too sentimental uh you know it, it, there's something so real and grounded and paced um and that's that takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of uh, he's it's yeah he's very brave to to illustrate this part of his life um and part of his experiences um in such a harrowing, howlingly truthful way um and he assembles a great a, you know a great cast uh, of actors to to portray um his work um so i think the writing is is definitely something that's strong and i think will remain strong for for a long time um Jabril? I, I like the soundtrack, mm. like the music. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, there wasn't really anything that I could pinpoint mm. uh, than, than what was said. Like I was going to go with mm. what Raph was mm. going to say, but just for the sake of trying to choose something, yeah, um, the, the, yeah. The, the score. Well, not the score, the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah great soundtrack. He had a lot of um, mm. he had Tangerine Dream on the soundtrack, which I thought was mm. excellently used. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to go with a, another fairly abstract answer. I just wrote down the, the brutal honesty. And mm -hmm. I think I kind of touched on that earlier in the conversation. I just, I love books and I love movies where people kind of just say what's on their mind without fearing the consequences. Um, probably because that's, I think, rightly so, not what we do in real life. I think we try not to say the first thing that comes to our mind because that's pretty anti that can lead to pretty antisocial behavior mm. and we're you know we live in a society we live in a society where there are <laughs> rules now but um uh but well, yeah we think, and so we i think just, there are rules well yes Ooh, okay now we're peeling it back even further but yeah it's um i just think uh it's there's like a, almost like a wish uh, an escapism or a wish fulfillment and being able to see people just kind of cut each other down to size like this um yeah. and yeah you get some great revelations about the human condition as a result um all right cool. cool so moving on to age the worst and i can go first if naringa doesn't want to go first on that one uh, uh, please i don't mind um just pick me um i will say uh <laughs> <Gabriel>. after... <laughs> damn it <Whoa. laughs> um i mean it was hard to definitely um pick something that's aged the worst but for the sake of it, I think the whiteness of this movie was it was very white, um, and I think yeah. because <laughs> white white people everywhere, um, I think because it draws from personal experience, um, 
that that's probably a factor. Um, but yeah, there just isn't much, um, yeah, lack of a better word, diversity. Um, it's, it is a very, it's a very focused, um, it's a very focused portrayal of a, of a upper class white family that live in Brooklyn, like in a very posh, you know, part of, of New York. Um, so can everyone relate to this? Yeah. You know, there are aspects that you can definitely relate to, but there's also like, yeah, that white upper class factor that's there. And that's probably it's for me, it's, it's, it's thing that's aging the worst. Um, yeah. I mean, Jabril, it sounds like you're co-signing yeah, on that. I agree with that completely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's uh, that yeah. was exactly what yeah. I was gonna say. It's a yeah, fair point. It's uh, super white. Um, Nuringa, <laughs> do you have a do you have a, do you have anything else to add? I do have an answer. Yes, I was again. I think I agree with both of you, and I think it's it is white, but also in terms of parts of the movie, I don't think there's anything to really criticize about aging badly. Mm. But one thing I would say that. You know, it's kind of straw picking, really. But when um, Haley and Walt are like, you know, messing around and stuff, and they're about to like, it's implied that they're gonna have sex, and then he is being very, he's like, oh, why are you pushing this? And he's kind of almost slut shaming her for wanting sex, although he wants it too. Mm. But because she's a girl, the way he phrases it, or the, he kind of makes her feel bad about it for like wanting it, or like, you know being more forward than maybe he is and um yeah that's nice that's age the worst for me i guess yeah i was i was gonna um one of the other uh points i wanted to make with age the worst is maybe laura lini's character wasn't written as strongly as or like there could have been a, a um maybe a better version of her maybe a more um elaborate um character portrayal of of her maybe a deeper a deeper side to her um though she does have very fine moments and there is a very nice balance i feel like maybe she, there was a lack of of um of a portrayal for that for that character for the mom so you don't get to like really side with with her as much maybe yeah um yeah i, I think i i think i'd agree with all of those points um mm. i think it's definitely like portraying a very this is a film that's very much focused on toxic masculinity and as such, yes. in a way, it probably ends up sidelining some of the female characters. But um, mm. uh, I think it still hits at a truth in the process. Um, yeah. For my answer, I, mine's a little bit jokey, but I was just going to put it. I wrote down Jeff Daniels getting it on with Anna Paquin, Paquin. Um, because <laughs> so Anna there's a film, Anna Paquin. Uh, there's a film Anna called Paquin. Fly Away, <laughs> called Fly Away Home. Did any of you see this film when you were a kid? No. It's a lovely film, heartwarming, true story, about a little Lewis? girl. No. no, it's got Never Jeff Daniels and Anna, Anna, and Anna Paqua. Why would I be bringing up this if I had Bruce Willis? <laughs> anyway. I don't, know why, I don't know why I said Bruce Willis. Is it with Bruce Willis? I don't know. I said it with like a British accent or something. Is it with Bruce Willis? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, it's a film from the 90s. It's a kid's movie, and Jeff Daniels plays the dad of Anna Paqua. Paqua who's like 12 years old in the film. And I watched this film, I had it on VHS as a kid, so I watched this a lot. And then just seeing them, this movie come out, you know, eight or 10 years later, and Jeff Daniels has got his hand up, his, his like, his the, the shirt of the actress who played his 
teenage daughter or like prepubescent daughter in a, in a film use was just it made me feel very weird i remember so um i'm gonna put that down as age the worst <laughs> we've lost raf <laughs> sorry you lost me because <laughs> i love how I you done? corrected yourself what have i done anna <laughs> oh boy, I'm so sorry, oh, Anna Paquin. Uh... Jesus, we're butchering you. Oh god, that's too funny. Okay, uh, yes, let's um, carry on to the mystery. Question. Is it bonus? Is it bonus? Question? Yeah, it's mystery it question. Um, all right. Okay, so uh, yeah, I, I always say bonus when it's the mystery question. <laughs> I I just realized. I mean, it'd be funny that. if we had a bonus, bonus question, question every like, single yeah, episode. Mystery question. <laughs> bonus question. One more. Um, I don't know, bonus and mystery it's like the How same do you say me. Anna Paquin's name? <laughs> um, Anna Paquin uh, So it's what song <laughs> it just, it's, Oh it just no, I have done like... it again right. <laughs> It just sounds like a button that you're pressing and that's the sound that comes out <laughs> Anna Paquin <laughs> It's like It's like <laughs> <laughs> Next, oh, sound, I've, got, I've got our mixing board. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like it's like you slamming a door instead of it going like boom. It just <laughs> I, I I like to think that that's actually like a French um, like curse or something. Like when someone yeah. at the end of an <laughs> argument, there's like mm. and there's like slow <laughs> storm out of the room. They, they storm out and they close the door and the door goes and <laughs> Where has this gone, guys? Yeah, yeah, so far. Oh my god, let's let's reel it back in. Yeah, we we're talking about door slamming. (laughs) (laughs) It's turning into a Rick and Morty episode. All right, all right. Okay, sorry. Um, I'm getting a little bit silly. Yeah, so mystery question is: um, what what song did you wish you had written when you were a teenager? If you if you did if you if you related at all to what you know the Walt character went through with Hey You, mm. <sighs> I, I I I guess I have one, but not as it's like what would you say teenager like sixteen seventeen uh, any period I suppose yeah because like there was one okay there was one definitely that pissed me off was Green Day's uh, Wake Me Up When September mm-hmm. Ends because like when I was a kid I'm like. Man, my birthday's in September. Like, why? Why when September ends? Why not like October or something? <laughs> so, if I had the chance to rewrite something, I'd change Brilliant. September to like November or something. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> but I think if you, if you were talking to teenage Jabril, um, teenage Jaburi, he would probably he'd probably say "Sweet Child mm. of Mine" mm-hmm. by nice. Guns N' Roses. Yeah, or anything off of "Appetite for Destruction." I like that was like my favorite album of all time for the longest time the the debut by guns of i'm just i'm just trying to imagine jabril coming up to his like high school um uh whatever it was what was it like a a talent show and he's like here's a song i wrote he's like <laughs> that's his stepbrothers as well <laughs> and it's jabril is the, is the little kid yeah 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 <laughs> You are, you are he's doing that in that Pick voice. Up, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Whoa, 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 sweet child of mine. Um okay, okay, uh Naringa or Raf? Do any either of you have an answer to this question? 
go. I mean, I think it's, I don't know if I had a song back then that I thought that I wanted, you know, I wish I wrote. Um, I think I definitely, you know, had moments where I was pretending or saying things that I had nothing, had no idea about, like, for sure. But in terms of music, I don't know if I ever was like, wow, I wish I wrote that song. But now, let's say if, you know, looking back, if I was a teenager and write, wish that I could write a song, um, maybe The Shins, New Slang, because that is like a very sort of, I don't know, it's just like the feeling it get, gives you. And especially when you're younger listening to it, it's so powerful. At least it was for me. So I think that would be the song that I would choose. But only from a, now, like looking back mm. rather than when I was a teenager current perspective yeah. damn I'm, i have a song to listen to because i don't know that one. Oh, have you not seen um garden state i don't believe i have seen garden estate no okay well Ooh, something to watch fun. and something to listen to i love recommendations uh mine's gonna be a bit left field <laughs> because that was a weird banger game. bus <laughs> banger bus no no it's gonna be it's gonna be weird um and because I... wait, what's that song that you love? I think you talked about it before. Vengabus on the show. How does that one go? No, it was like Christina. Oh, Aguilera there it is! Wow, you guessed it. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yes, yes, I knew it. I knew it. I knew uh, it. I knew yeah, it. Was Christina yeah, Aguilera. yeah. Yes. I, I was a big. What song uh, was it? Well, there's two. I think. I think I would have either wanted to re to rewrite "Hurt" or or "Beautiful." <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck! What? Where did you sing? What movie was it? That I know. I yeah. About? I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I mentioned. Aguilera. I know. I mentioned Christina Aguilera before for sure. I mean, I, I tend yeah. to every now and then <laughs> because as a kid, I was a big fan, and I remember going to a concert all alone and just crying. <laughs> and I Wait, was you like, went to a Christina Aguilera concert. I went to yeah. I went to a Christina Aguilera concert alone. Yes, yeah. I remember. Oh, I remember this. Ollie, it was your Desert Island album. That's the one. Oh. That's the one. Um, was but cool. I was, uh, I was, I was Frank's age. I yeah, I was like eleven, twelve. Um, Are you allowed to go to a concert that young? Hey, my parents, my parents didn't seem to give a fuck. Maybe it was during my. I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was seated. Yeah, it was, the idea. It, your dad's just like your dad's just like smoking a cigarette outside the concert. Yeah. concert. <laughs> <laughs> like, where the fuck am I here? I don't know. Um, <laughs> who is this? Uh, no, yeah, it's um, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, no, no, my parents, I, I remember my mom, yeah, I think it was my dad that drove me to it, so it was really, you know, we didn't have like the greatest exchange of like have fun go seeing Christina Aguilera alone and I remember inviting a friend because I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be alone I invited a friend a very guy friend who listened to guy music and last minute he was like yeah I can't come <laughs> yeah no I can't go to that I was like I have a reputation to uphold and I was like cool I'll go alone then and I remember yeah crying to to oh. to hurt and crying to beautiful and I was like, man, I wish oh. I wrote those songs. What beautiful songs. <laughs> um, so yeah, oh. Christina Aguilera. Boom. All the way, baby. <laughs> oh, that's that's a, amazing. Amazing. That's that's actually quite touching and a little strange and very strange, but yeah, like but Frank. Too. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting this image of you as well, like you're like the character Damien from Mean Girls. You know, when he goes out and starts singing beautiful. Yes. Don't yes. look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> um, oh, man. I mean, there's 
Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I came up with this question, but I don't have a perfect answer to it. I'm going to, I guess there are two options. I honestly, I, there are a lot of songs I wish I had written when I was a teenager, but then there was the problem that I just didn't have any discernible talent. Um, a minor issue, really, if you think about <laughs> Come it. Come on, man. Uh, well, definitely not music. I can't write any music. I don't know how to write music. That is like that is like a magic act. When I see someone come up with a song, any song, I'm like, what are you, a demon, a sorcerer? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, I would go with, okay, so well, I was really, really into Julian Casablancas when I was a teenager, the lead singer of The Strokes. Mm, like when I was 12 yes, or 13, I yes. just thought he was like the coolest dude on the planet and sex on legs. And I say this as a straight person. And um, so I I idolized him and I wished, I probably wished I had written like, you know, a lot Mm. of his music, even though I was not some cool song at all. Oh man. Um, I mean, hard to explain. Um, Meet me in the bathroom. Um, Mm. uh, Even take it or leave it. Um, Oh yeah. Oh, brilliant. Oh, just, you know, uh, anyway, great, great, you know, especially those early stroke songs. Mm. Um, but then also, like, I was really into Jens Lechman as well, as Naringa knows. And I felt like a lot of his music when I was 16 really captured the sort of voice I wish I I had as, like, a writer, because he writes in a very earnest but also funny and dark way, too. Um, but, yeah, so. Mm, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Strokes, baby. Bring it back to the strokes. All right. Cool. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for um, leveling with me on that question. I know it's a difficult one. Yeah. 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 Let's let's get into ratings then. Okay. Cool. So, um, Jabril's like, let's just let's wrap this up, up, baby. Before we start going down another animal. I honestly really need to pee. I need to pee so hard. You can do a timeout if you need to pee. Keep on talking about at a at a pack call. Pack two, pack three, pack four. Um, All right. um, No, no, no. It's all ratings. Ratings. What do we got? What do we got? (laughs) Naringa. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Sure. Yes. Um, I really like this film. So I mean, it's. I don't know if I would give it a ten. I would give it an 8.5 out of 10 Frank's Locker Surprises. Mm, nice. I'm keeping it PG because I know Helen might be listening, so. (laughs) Oh, that's that's, that's my mom, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, very, very nice. Very, very aware. Very aware of our listeners. Pull back, pull back. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Yep, so rap, sorry. Go ahead. Uh... (laughs) I woke. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're going to do fuck all. 9.5 out of fuck once at a time. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I love it. Did you say yeah, 9.5? 9. 5. And a fuck one out of 10. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, Ollie? Uh, yeah, go? you go ahead. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go seven point five. Wow. Um, ooh, that's ooh. uh shit. Uh, seven point five. Metamorphosis. Fuck, <laughs> I just had it. Uh, Kafka. Oh, nice. Out nice. of <laughs> out of ten. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the one. Nice, and I'm gonna give it a nine point five out of ten veal cutlets. <laughs> Mm. which the boys which, which the boys love which the boys love yes um which the boys love. they're hamburgers dad 
what was it? it was something like yeah. that. All right, brother. <laughs> well, all right. Well, cool. Yeah. We yes, let's Shall do we it. Well, thank you, thank you, Naringa, first and foremost. Thank you for coming back. I hope that the Anapak ones don't drive you away and you're like, screw these guys. They're weird. Uh, give it a couple of months. We'll see how I feel after, you know, <laughs> once the dust settles. <laughs> no, we'll have you back yeah. on for sure. Thank you for having me. It was a fun episode. Yay. Anyway. Indeed it was. Indeed. Thank you for being here. And on that note, I shall end it up. Uh, I shall conclude with the usual <laughs> don't forget to like share subscribe comment you know the usual stuff i'm not gonna be plugging temps rising because that already ended a while ago it has risen um and oh unless no well i mean um possible summer thing possibly well watch this space for future events for tr but also mm-hmm. um actually uh my friend uh co-host chris and i or not co-host sorry but the person who runs tr with me chris oh, harrison and i are going to be on the radio this saturday I know. Who listens to the radio? Is it still a thing? Apparently it is. But we'll be on Voices Radio from 6 to 7 standard UK time uh, on this Saturday, which is the, gosh, what is it, the 21st, I believe? Mm, yes. Um, the 21st. Yes, but yeah. because it's the radio and it's the modern day, uh, it will also be recorded, so you can just listen to it whenever you want. But nice. it'd be cool if you tuned in live because we'll be playing some good tracks. Whoa, that's cool. For sure, yeah. I'm going to... Sh- Shout you out. Like, let's let's go. Everyone, if you're listening to this right now and it's before the 21st of May, please go on to what radio? Voices Radio. Voices Radio. We I can add a link in the show notes. Radio? Yeah, yeah. It's not, you can listen. It's, yeah, well, we'll add a it's link radio the on notes. the internet. Who would have thought? What? It's crazy. Yeah. And I guess I guess I'll, I'm going to plug something in too, or maybe I'll just leave it at the tail end of this podcast. Whoa. But it's a, basically a track that I've been working on for like a year. <gasps> oh, so shit. I'll just leave it at the tail end and we'll close out with that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe we'll do it. It's really good, guys. It's really, really but, yeah. good. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Thank you. Plugs, plugs, um, plugs. But yeah, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment. Oh, uh, Raph, you have a short film that you did. And that might be oh yeah but that's that's not too late it's it's doing the festival circuit right now so oh, it's um okay. but yeah an unorthodox shiva insomnia two short films i did that are out there that i'm very proud of so we'll see what happens and yeah that's it that's all i can plug really i can't really say much more naringa do you have anything i have absolutely <laughs> she's going to Crete. <laughs> i'm going to Crete. yeah, yeah. if you're in Crete. <laughs> all right well thank you for being here thank you um and yeah enjoy the song suck my dick ass man